0: Hello, and welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and I'm so thankful that you chose to listen today. Thank you so much, friends, for continuing to download episodes, for uh, sharing it with your friends and family, for um, your encouraging words. There's a few of you that I've heard from, and... Uh, The Lord knew that I needed that encouragement, not for my ego, but just for an encouragement to keep going with this. Um, And I just appreciate it so much. You know, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give God all the glory and to encourage others to be in his word. And to just draw closer to Him and spend more time with Him. And I know He's doing that for me. I I think I'm probably getting the biggest blessing um, with preparing for these podcasts each day. And I just see more of Him and more of Him and more of Him. And just how uh, living and active His Word truly is. And I just want uh, all believers and, and unbelievers to come to know Him more fully. And uh, we do that through the word. It's, uh, we read in Romans, faith comes by hearing, and hearing through the word of God. And so um, I just thank you. I, I want to give God all the glory for all that He's doing. And um, I'm just excited to see what He's going to continue to do with this. At the time of this recording, we've uh, surpassed 2,800 downloads since January the 1st of this year. And. Uh, It has been downloaded in 10 countries, 165 cities, and 26 states in the United States. And so, again, that's all a God thing. Um, So please consider sharing it with your friends and family and loved ones or just anyone who you think could use some encouragement and uh, exhortation to be in the Word of God. So our verse for the day for February the 4th, 2022 comes from Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 2, verse 4, and it reads as follows from the ESV. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. I know I say this all the time, but oh my goodness, there is so much good stuff in this verse. And again, I love all the words, all the verses. You know, uh, God's Word truly is our our daily bread. Um, This is truly how we can live and draw closer to Him. And so um, we find ourselves back in uh, one of Paul's letters. Paul was an apostle. If you're new to following along with us and don't know much about the history, um, Paul was an apostle. He did not walk with Jesus while Jesus was alive on the earth and doing his earthly ministry. Paul actually was a persecutor of the church. He was a very zealous Jewish man. He was a Pharisee and um, had been uh, persecuting and dragging the Christians um, off to jail, and um, the Lord Jesus, after he had uh, been crucified, after he had been buried and then resurrected and ascended back to heaven, met Paul on the Damascus Road and struck struck him with blindness and gave him his uh, commission or his mission about what he was going to do for uh, for the Lord and. Paul has written um, a large chunk of the New Testament that we um, that we read and that we study today. And uh, so this letter is one of Paul's prison epistles. Epistle means letter, and um, there were uh, some letters that he wrote while he was in a Roman prison. It's Philippians, Ephesians, Colossians, and Philemon, and um This one is thought to be written sometime between A.D. 60 and 62. Paul had visited Philippi and the Philippian church um, on several occasions. The church at Philippi was the first uh, church in uh, what we now know as Europe that was established by Paul. Um, It was in an area called Macedonia, which is um, in Greece. It was close to Thessalonica. And I would encourage you, just like I've done this morning as I've read, because I I am not particularly good with geography. Um, but I got out some maps. There's, uh, maps in, um, your Bible, <laughs> uh, that are old maps and, the, or you can look them up on the internet. And what I did this morning was I got out my map, um, maps in the back of my Bible that showed the, um, Paul's missionary journeys. And then I got a today's map. So just so I can have in my mind, um, where this was, um, Macedonia and Greece were, were across the Adriatic Sea from Italy. Um, and in today's, um, map, today's world, um, North Macedonia and Bulgaria are just north of, of, uh, Greece and Romania is north of that and Serbia and Montenegro. So that's the part of the, the part of the world that we're talking about right now. So, as I mentioned before, this was uh, where Paul first established a church in Europe, it was the first European church that was st- established, and there's some notable things that happened here. If you've um, heard some of these stories, if you've uh, been a student of the Bible very long, but if you haven't, it's okay. Um, we read uh, more of this uh, some of time. Uh, I can't even talk this morning. Some of Paul's time in Philippi in the book of Acts, and um, it's in Acts chapter 16. Uh, Paul had had a vision of a Macedonian uh, saying, come come over to Macedonia and help us. And that's found in Acts chapter 16, uh, verse 9. And so um, they set sail from there and he and Silas went to um, Macedonia to this Roman colony. It was Philippi. Um, he met Lydia, who was a, a lady who was a seller of purple cloth. And later it's thought that perhaps the first church started there in her home um and paul and silas got in trouble there um, because there was a um a girl there who uh was possessed by a spirit the scripture says a spirit of divination and she brought her owners a lot of money by fortune telling because she could uh Tell the future, and in Acts chapter sixteen uh, verse seventeen she fa- it says she followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you of the, uh, the way of salvation' And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But this made her owners very upset. And so they had Paul and Silas arrested. Paul and Silas were taken to jail. And this is the story um, in... Uh, Acts chapter 16, verse 25, where Paul and Silas were pl- praying at midnight. It says, um, uh, And at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bonds were unfastened. And so they were able to go out. The Philippian jailer was converted, and um, it's such such a wonderful story of just how God uses unfortunate circumstances for his glory and to draw others to him. But this is the Philippi that we're talking about. And it's these Philippians that God is sending um, through Paul this, this letter back to. It's a letter of encouragement. It's a letter of exhortation. It's a letter of thanks because the uh, Philippians had apparently um, supported Paul, and he was thanking them for that. And then he was sending back one of their own, Epaphroditus, who had come to help Paul. And then Epaphroditus got really sick, and Paul was sending him back to them. Um, and so it's it's a precious letter. It's only four chapters, but there's just so many treasures, as with all the other letters in the book of Philippians. And so I would urge you to read this. Um sometime soon if you haven't already and if you have read it again because god will just show you more and more each time that you reread his word i'll just say this again because i think it's important for us to know for sure um this is a letter that we know for sure who wrote it unlike some of our other books that we've studied Philippians 1 1 said, says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And so Paul goes in um, and talking about uh, the advance of the gospel and then moving forward to uh, chapter one, verse 27. I'm going to pick up here leading into our verse for the day so you can get the full thought and the, the full context and not just pull out the one verse. Um, so, beginning in Philippians one twenty seven, it says, "Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for faith of the gospel, for the faith of the gospel, and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation, and that from God." For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and now here that I still have. And he's talking about where he where he's in prison. Um, and then moving on to chapter 2, verse 1. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves." And then today's verse: Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. And then we'll get to the rest of that passage a little later in this podcast. So this is an encouragement, a plea, an exhortation um, to unity and to um, to be humble and not think of yourselves of. Of themselves, and this is also to us more highly than they sh- than they should. And in our verse for the day, let each of you look not only to his own interest but also to the interest of others. And let me just stop real quick here, and um, and point something out. Uh, it says, let each of you look not only to his own interest but also to the interest of others. Sometimes, um, we Christians and and even other Uh, faiths that try to do good um, think that we have to completely um, disregard ourselves um, not love ourselves that we have to um, do everything else but nothing for us And, and this is a very tight line I'm not I'm not a big proponent of Uh, thinking that you have to do so much self-care that you don't uh, love other people. And there are people in the world that say, oh, it's all about me. You do you, you do your thing. Um, That is not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is it says um, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also that also says you can look to your interest, but also look to the interest of others. Take care of them as, um, as you would take care of you or your family. And, and it doesn't mean do it uh, with the exclusion of taking care of yourself or your family. There is an also there, and every word is important. And I even went back to the Greek because there are some uh, translations that I was looking at just to see what they would say. Some of the um, newer translations that are thought for thought and not word for word, and I would urge you to be careful about that. Um, But we want a word for word translation, and that also is in the original Greek. It is a conjunction. It's uh, K-A-I is the Greek transliteration, Kai, and it means also. So it's there, and the but is there. (laughs) It's but also. So it's not one at the exclusion of the other. It's a a but and, not a but instead of. And that's important because if you look, if you can look online, there's an app that I use called Bible Hub. And I think it's free, um, but it has multiple versions. It also has an interleading interlinear um, translation which is the original Greek in the order that it was written in Greek and some languages their sentence structure is different than uh, what we see in English and it's all flipped around to what we're used to but they go with that original sentence structure that what it was originally uh, written in and then um, put word for word what what each word is and um, you will find word-for-word translations that will follow that and then just uh, change the sentence structure but not the meaning. It's the thought-for-thought translations that you need to be a little more uh, careful about. And I'm going to let you research that on your own. I don't want to cause a stumbling block or, or, or make this a debate about translations, but that's just something that I've learned over the years, and I would invite you to look for that. But if you can look in this Bible Hub, there's a parallel a uh, Bible version um, part, and so you can type in a verse, and then it will show you several translations, many, many, many translations of that same verse, and some match the Greek, and some are off just a little bit. And there was one that said, um, and this is a popular translation that said, "Not looking to your own interests." Not uh, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. see that doesn't say but also so um just just an aside in studying words matter. Okay. Does this not match what Jesus taught about the greatest commandment? We find him talking about the greatest commandment in three of the Gospels, in Matthew, Luke, and Mark. And I I want to read it from the Gospel of Matthew because Matthew was there, as we've talked about. He was there. And so um, he walked with Jesus day in and day out. So Matthew chapter 22, beginning in verse um, 36, it says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he, Jesus, said. Said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So Jesus is saying, Love God first, and And we must do that. We have to start with God. And then we love our neighbor as we also love ourselves. We love everybody. Um, And that loving our neighbor is looking to the interest, looking to their interest. What do they need? How can you help them? Um, Being uh, concerned about what they're concerned about. Um, weeping with them when they weep, uh, rejoicing with them when they rejoice, and that sort of thing that we see in other places in the Scripture. And I just love this because we've talked about uh, some of the law in previous episodes. When we talked about, um, I think when we talked about Moses on January 31st, we've uh, talked about some of the prophets. We just uh, talked about Zephaniah yesterday. And he's saying on all of these hang the law and the prophets, these two commandments, love your God first with everything that you are, everything that you have, and then love your neighbor, love people as you love yourself. And uh, that's how we're going to look not only not only to our own interest, but also to the interest of others. And Jesus, of course, was the ultimate example of that, the absolute ultimate example. We read in John 13, and I just want to read this because it it's the perfect example of Jesus looking to the interest of um, not only himself, but also to the interest of others. And by others, that was the disciples, and that's us, Uh, beginning in chapter 13 of John, verse 1. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe the- them with the towel that was wrapped around him and then moving down to verse 12 when he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place he said to them do you understand what i've done for you you call me teacher and lord and you are right for so i am if i then your lord and teacher have washed your feet you also ought to wash one another's feet for i have given you an example." that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Jesus knew um, the glory that he had come from. He knew what heaven was like. He knew he was going back there, but he had that suffering to go through. And I just I just can't imagine that he would do that for me that he would do it for the whole world Uh, but he was looking to the interest of the others um, also and so this brings us back to our our verse that we were in and continuing um, in paul's letter to the philippians and uh, i want to just uh, begin to close with that i'll start with our verse again philippians 2 4 let each of you look not only to his own interest but also to the interest of others Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He did that for you, He did that for me. Oh, what a blessing, what an uh, an example the ultimate servant servant was our Lord um and so. May we have that attitude, um, that mind of Christ Jesus, where we um, serve others. We look to other people's interest in, the addition, uh, in addition to ours uh, for the glory of God the Father. We love people to show Christ's love. We model what He has done for us. This brings to mind as I close the uh, um, Isaiah's prophecy in Isaiah 53, um, which is just such a blessing. It, it, Isaiah had prophesied um, about 700 years before the Lord Jesus came on the scene. It's because God's word uh, was inspired. Uh, Isaiah was inspired to write this prophecy. And if we read um, in Isaiah 53, beginning in chapter 3, he, and this is talking about Jesus, We are healed. Oh, what a blessing, friend. I would encourage you to just praise Him and thank Him for what He has done. Thank Him for uh, being that humble servant, that suffering servant. Thank Him for giving us this example. Thank Him for dying on the cross for your sin and the sins of the world. And then ask him to help you. I'm going to ask him to help me to know how I can look more to the interest of the others. uh, Also, while looking to the interest, to my own interest uh, for his glory. And I truly believe, and I know this to be true, the way that we're going to know how to do that more is to read God's word, to study God's word, to live God's word, and to share God's word. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.